0: Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. And in this session, we're going to be chatting with Chris Smith. He's the co founder of Curator, and uh, that's a Facebook agency digital marketing and sales company. And within the last four years, they've built the company up to over $12 million in annual sales. Now, that's not to mention he's also a USA Today best selling author. He's got two books, People Work, which raised over $73,000 on Kickstarter and has sold over 50,000 copies, and The Conversion Code. That's actually how I got to know Chris through The Conversion Code. Excellent book. you got to check it out. Head over to Amazon. So he's a really highly sought-after speaker, uh, particularly in the real estate industry. So it's with great pleasure that I get to invite and welcome Chris to the Business Systems Summit.
1: Cool. Thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate bringing me on. I'm excited to be a part of such a big event and, and so many talented speakers alongside of me.
0: Yeah, it's shaping up to be really good. I'm looking particularly forward to your session because you're going to kind of take us through part of the conversion code from your book, which really is, it's a system. It's a sales system. And there's no way that you could have built up Curator without having a system and a process in place. So I'll hand over to you and let you run through things. And if it's all right with you, I'll just chime in as I've got questions as we travel.
1: Sure. Sounds good. Thank you so much. And yeah, we actually call it SOPs. You know, Perfect. We interviewed a lady and she said, you've got to get rid of the SOBs and you've got to (laughs) replace them with SOPs. And we call that a standard operating procedure.
0: Yep. bang on. What
1: what, what we're really looking for are standard operating procedures that are wet, which means work every time. You don't want to reinvent the wheel when you're trying to grow because then things start leaking. So the conversion code really is a system. It's how to capture leads, how to create appointments from those leads. And then what to say on the phone with the lead so that they buy from you step by step, step one, step two style. If you can see my slides, this gentleman that's on the screen, he was a multi-billionaire here in the U.S. His name is Lou Pearlman, And he actually discovered InSync, the Backstreet Boys, and Britney Spears. And as a part of becoming famous in the entertainment industry, he had a boiler room where people like myself would call people from all over the country that wanted to be famous and try to sell them a trip to Orlando. And they would come down and they could walk the runway for a modeling agency. They could tell a joke for a a comic talent agent. You know, they could sing for Arista Records. And maybe they were the next Britney Spears. What I learned was that he was leveraging his billions and his fame to make more millions. And he did it in a very systematic way. Step one, they generated leads. Some of the leads came from the internet back then, but some of the leads came from the mall. You ever see the people Mm. at the mall that are like, hey, your kid's cute, right? Like that goes (laughs) in a funnel, that goes to a list, that goes to a team that calls and tries to set an appointment with that person. Some of them came from radio, big time. Call this number if you think that you've got the talent. We're looking for people. And so there would be a flood of leads that we would call and his coach, the guy that coached the boiler room, you know, kind of the Alec Baldwin, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross role, this guy was a genius. And I remember my first week in sales, he grabbed a chalkboard and, and he drew what's on the screen, which was a XY graph, X, Y axis with a very simple graph that shows what your job is in sales. And he said, there's a science to sales. You could call it a system. And your job is to get people more emotionally excited than the cost of what you sell during the time that you have their attention. And once you've done that, you can close and get money from them. And your job is literally to get them above that buying line on each call. Or you can apply it to marketing, right? Your job in marketing is to get people more excited than the cost of giving up their info during the very short time you've got their attention. And then you got to capture them versus close them in sales. So I, I loved how simple that graph was because I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that doesn't seem very hard. Hey coach, what do I do? Like I, I'm new, I need to make money. I'm living on my parents' couch. Like, what do I do? I wanna make money. He said, Chris, you don't even need to know anything about the company or the product. You just need to do one thing when you're on the phone. You need to have enthusiasm because while we're gonna teach you a lot about sales during your career here, enthusiasm is the primary driver of selling over the phone. IASM is there for a reason. He drew brackets around it. Again, like it was an equation. I am sold myself. The best salespeople have an infectious, enthusiastic energy. And on the phone, you don't have body language. You don't have eye contact, which I'll show you a chart on in a second, how important physiology is to communication and so if you're not enthusiastic in your mindset in your tone and your approach to your job there's a quote in the book from a guy that i met that runs a big company you have to have a black lab mindset in sales you have to be happy to see every lead when the doorbell rings the dogs go crazy could be a robber it could be a bad bill it could be a good package they're just enthusiastic and that's what the best salespeople are So, I worked for Dan Gilbert next, and that was another billionaire. He actually owns a company here called Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans has commercials on the Super Bowl. Quicken Loans owns the Cleveland Cavs. This is LeBron James's boss. Like, this guy's another multi billionaire. And I ended up working in his boiler room as well, calling leads, dialing for dollars, 100 calls, five conversations three credit pulls, two loans written, one loan closes. Sales is numbers. Sales is a system because once you're actually good at it and crack the code on it, it's actually just about effort. You know what I'm saying? Like once you're Mm. good at it and you know your numbers, it's really just about enthusiasm and effort. But I had a lesson from Dan Gilbert that I never forgot when I was learning how to sell mortgages at Quicken Loans. And he talked about the difference between communicating in person, which we were all used to, and communicating over the phone. Because when somebody's going to do a mortgage over the phone, and they're used to going to the local bank, it's a different interaction. And if you actually look at, there's this scientific theory, about 55% of human communication is actually our body language, physiology, the way we look at each other, the way that we height, weight, eye contact, smell, physiology, body language. And if you have a spouse or if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, just think to yourself, have I ever known they were mad at me and they didn't say anything? I don't know if that's ever happened to you today. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've gone silent. <laughs> like
1: my, 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 my kids, my <laughs> wife, Like I know when they're mad, they don't have to say a word and vice versa. And that's because more than half of our communication as a species is body language. So what Dan Gilbert was trying to bang the drum on was tone because Mm -hmm. the words are on the script, right? The words are in my book, but the tone and the vibe and the energy and the way that you say those words is actually everything. It's actually infinitely more important than even the words themselves. So think about an actor, right? You hand two people Mm -hmm. a script, the words, they, one guy reads them and it's boring. The other guy gets an Oscar. So it's not the words, it's the tone, it's the energy. And Dan Gilbert and Lou Perlman, these guys are billionaires and they're not going to spend a bunch of time with you. So when they give you that one lesson, that one takeaway, you know, I was just taking notes. I, I was paying attention. This is actually me sitting courtside <laughs> at a Cavs game. Ten years ago, my son is 10 and it was just a great experience to work for these people and, and bring it in. So after that, I started blogging. I started a blog called Tech Savvy Agent, really started learning about generating traffic and leads and a social media following. I worked for a news organization called Inman News, which I would call the CNN of real estate. You know Their website and their conferences are world-class. I ended up working at a startup that did digital signatures called Dotloop, kind of a DocuSign competitor which was acquired by Zillow for over a hundred million. My first book, People Work, which I wrote with the CEO of Dot Loop as my co-author. And the foreword was written by Gary Vaynerchuk. So People Work is about how you put people first, even though the world is now digital. Kind of factoring in that people matter, but technology sure matters too. And if you get both of them equally right, amazing things can happen. And after the book came out, the company was acquired. And my company now is Curator, and we work with over 800 small businesses. We help them capture leads, create appointments, we build their website, we run their Facebook ads, we send their emails, we hand them marketing pieces that worked great yesterday for someone who does what they do in another city. We've built a really cool network and a software that kind of organizes everyone's ideas, and lets people kind of swipe and share the best performing marketing. That That's what we do now at Curator. But cool. I'm gonna really focus on sales because growing your business is important. Systemizing the way you do might be more important. I mean, so many people that even if they make a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand 300,000, $400,000, they still are accidental 100000 heirs. You know what I mean? They're still yeah. six figures, but like it's a house of cards. Don't sneeze. Don't get a sick day. You know what I mean? like, don't get one lawsuit. Like, you know, whatever it is. Like, so systems are critical. And what we do with leads is we approach it. We call it STS, which is speed, tenacity, and scripts. Once you've got leads coming in for your business, which I'm not going to cover. And that is the whole first section of my book, but I'm just going to skip it. Once you've got leads, referrals, internet leads, Zillow leads, Craigslist. I don't know where you get your leads. You know, 411 Payne, lawyer leads, lending tree leads for mortgage guys. Like there's leads, buy them, get them, build a funnel for them. But once the leads are coming in, that's what I'm really good at because I was in the cubicle for so long dialing for dollars. So I know it's about speed, it's about tenacity, and it's about using a script. And if you do that, that's going to equal the highest conversion rate possible. You're never going to break records. Like don't go into internet marketing. Don't go into lead generation. Don't go into inside sales thinking that you're going to close half your leads. That would just be naive. Like the average conversion rate of internet leads sometimes is one, 2%. So you have to get through the 95, not today's to find the one that's ready today. And then you incubate and nurture the other ones. But like you might go from 2 to 4% if you do what I teach you. And it doesn't sound that good, but like, if your conversion rate goes from 2 to 4%, so does your income doubles. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not helping you grow your top line. I'm saying this bottom line number where if you're on the call and you've had a lead and you didn't say all the right things or you didn't follow up enough times or you didn't follow up fast enough, those are the places where you actually are losing money. As much as you are on the lead gen side. Here's an example. In 2011, there were actually 4.4 million homes that were sold in the United States. And there were only 2.9 million real estate leads generated total. So literally it was like Mm. shooting fish in a barrel. Every lead was basically a deal because the internet was newer. Zillow was newer. Facebook was newer, mobile was newer, landing pages were newer. You see what I'm saying? 2011, yeah. six years on the internet's a lifetime. So then watch what happens over a three-year period. The red dots, remember, our leads. So three years later, yeah. there's over 40 million leads. Now there's over 80 million. That was the latest number. Mm. But the number of homes sold, see how that didn't change so much? 4.4, 5.1. So the new challenge is the needle in the haystack. That's why you need systems, guys, because there's, there's now 82 no's before the yes. But it's a big opportunity. If you can still identify the green dots, they're there. There's tons of sales to be had. So the first part is speed. And what's been dissected, there's data from multiple sources on this. I merged all the data. I researched the book for a year. And the difference in calling a lead between minute five and minute thirty—like we're not talking That's hours huge. or days. Yep. If you call within the first five minutes, you have a one hundred x better chance at converting a lead than if you call in the first thirty. Mm. They don't call back in the first week. <laughs> like they might not call back ever. Like look at the stat on the bottom: forty-seven percent of leads are never responded to at all. And if you look at the median response time of the companies that do follow up with every lead, it was over three hours. So the differentiator in a modern era is quite simply a microwave mindset that as soon as the lead comes in, it's like 10 seconds on your microwave counting down. It ain't 10 minutes, it ain't 10 hours, it ain't 10 days. You got to be fast, 100x. And a lot of people, they don't make that call quick enough. And think about how many people work alone. You know, you're a, a solopreneur, you're an appointment, you're at a meeting, you're working with a current customer, and a lead comes in, and an hour goes by. So that's where having inside salespeople, having automated messaging and systems that follow up when you can't is critical. The other thing is tenacity. So I said STS, speed tenacity. If you call a lead once, even if you call them in the first five minutes, you have about a 48% contact rate. But if you will call an additional five times total, so call six times when a lead comes in, we do this over a three-day period. We do three calls, two calls, one call. Day one, day two, day three. Very simple. You can get 93% contact rate. So for the people listening that they get a lead and they call it once, maybe they call it again an hour later or the next day, and then they quit, That they're killing their conversion. Because we live mm-hmm. in a world where people are busy. Like what I do when I get a call, especially from a number I don't recognize, is I stare at my phone and I don't answer it. And then I hope they don't leave a voicemail. And then guess what I do though, if it calls me again right away, if that same number calls right back.
0: You'll answer it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I call that the double dial. So like that's a tactic we use all the time where we're trying to get somebody on the phone. We call, they don't answer. No voicemail, no text message. We just call again. And the science shows that you get almost a twenty-two to twenty-five percent more answer rate with call number two. So we just make it right away. You know, think about it. Like, oh man, maybe somebody's hurt. This must be important. You know, I need to answer this mm-hmm. call. You know, they're calling twice. It must be my kid's school. Shit. <laughs> you know, like you start getting nervous. But we live in a world where people are distracted. You know, we have leads that we can't get in touch with for years. And then we send a group text, and they respond within one minute. But they haven't responded to an email in two years. See what I'm saying? So you can't always blame the, the messenger, or even the message. Sometimes it's the method, and you gotta be everywhere. That's called bursting. Every lead gets calls, text, and emails. And really for the first week, you've gotta double and triple down. Six calls in the first three days. Two to three emails in the first two to three days. There's a a quote I put in the book that I love that's called, time destroys everything. And so when you get a lead, just picture it just decaying as every day and week goes by. The other thing is during each day and during each week, there's also times where leads are more likely to pick up the phone. So as an example, from 8 to 10 a.m. and from 4 to 6 p.m., are the most likely to get your call answered when you're prospecting also the middle of the week days like wednesday and thursday tend to get more people answering the phone than mondays or fridays so you you basically are trying to get connected to people on their way to work before they get busy or kind of on their way home before they get busy and sort of during the middle of the week when they're not busy on a monday or thinking about the weekend on a Friday. So there is a science to even kind of times and days, but ultimately everything I've talked about so far is just really setting you up to have the conversation. And the reason I wrote the conversion code, which is on Amazon and Audible, is because no one had written about this. Like there was research on everything I just talked about, There's a lot of books on lead generation and marketing, but I had never actually heard any speaker. I've been to thousands of conferences, have listened to hundreds of webinars, have read dozens of books on sales. I had never really seen anybody say, okay, here's what you have to say on the phone to that lead from the internet when they answer. So you got an internet lead, you do the ST, you do the speed, you do the tenacity but no one had talked about a script. Like what is the script in the modern era? And that's something that Quicken Loans and Lou Perlman's company and even some of the other companies I worked for had really mastered was the conversation Mm -hmm. because the conversation is also systematic. The conversation is the only thing that actually creates the customer. So we teach scripts and we teach step one, say this, step two, Move to this. Step three, try this. And what I'm gonna walk your audience through for five to 10 minutes here, I can't cover everything, but I'm gonna walk you through the beginning and the ending of what I would call a perfect sales call. The steps required to take the lead from saying hello to saying, yes, I'll buy your stuff, or yes, I'll meet with you at your house, to list my home with you. Whatever it is that you sell, your goal is to get to a yes. A Curator, we sell software, we sell technology, we sell consulting and Facebook advertising help. But I've used this when I sold mortgages, when I sold vacations, our clients use it to sell houses. This is industry agnostic, which is what's exciting for me. So step one is what we call PCS, the pre-call stock. When you have a lead in a modern era, you have more intelligence on that lead than you can ever imagine. And when you're calling someone to get them to buy from you, you have to get them to like you and trust you. And so when you're calling someone, you have to be really, really almost over the top with like, hey, you're on the phone with the right person. So I wouldn't really want to call a lead and say, hey, this is Chris from Curator. How are you? And you'd be amazed at how many salespeople that's their opening to their call. Hey, Mm. this is Chris calling from curator. How's it going? That's the worst opening, man. That's that. This ain't your friend. This is your business. This is your job. So if I were to say, Hey, I got your information from curator that you're thinking about hiring us. I looked at your Zillow profile. looks like you guys sold 120 homes last year you got a 4.9 review out of five stars. Like, how are you, man? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like, when you bring nuggets of specificity, where they know they're on the phone with the right person. If you're a realtor and you get a lead that came from Zillow, you don't want to call and be like, hi, this is Judy from Remax. How's it going? Because they get cold called all the time. They get robo dialed all the time. They get double dialed, right? All the things we're talking about, people are conditioned to not want to talk to a telemarketer. But like when you call and say, hey, it's Judy, I saw that you found a home on Zillow that's listed for $380,000 over on Main Street. It's got four beds and two baths. How's it going? Now they know, okay, this person's didn't just get my information out of thin air, right? When yeah. we would call lead to Quicken Loans, we would say, hey, we're calling about the home over on Blank Street, you know, the one that you have a loan amount of this for with an interest rate of this on your current loan. How's it going? And, like, by having those couple little nuggets about the lead, it broke the ice. It kept the conversation going. They didn't say, no, it's not a good time, right? Which is what half of calls end with. But the, the other thing, I'll, I'm going to just do a quick search really quick. I'll show you something we do with Google. If you try to find someone using their name, like my name is Chris Smith and it's very common. So like this guy's a US representative, there's professional athletes, you know, with my name, stuff like that. And I don't show up. I mean, I got a pretty big social following and I just can't show up, my name is so common. But like, there's 300 million results for my name. But Mm -hmm. if you actually take a lead from the internet, you would have my email. So if, if you actually search someone's email, if you just Google someone's email, it got rid of almost all the results, right? It's down to 9,000. And now every result is like my bio, my about page, my blog, my LinkedIn, my Twitter, my Facebook, right? So if you're looking for intel on someone, you Google their email, you end up on their about page, and now you've got a lot of information about them. You see what I'm saying? Like,
0: Yeah, it I, makes sense.
1: Now, but I will say we want a system because I don't have time to Google all these people, you know what I mean? So I use a system or a tool called Charlie app. And I I highly recommend it to everybody listening, it's free to use, the company's cool, it's not my company. But what this will do is this plugs into your calendar and then every time you have a meeting in your calendar based on the email address of who the meeting's with, it'll find where they work, it'll find any connections in common, any information about their competitors, It'll find any passions that you have in common with them. It's really cool. It's called charlieapp.com. And Mm, so it it basically brings that data that you could go Google and get. It just puts it into your calendar as a link. And then you can open it up and pull a few bits of information. But connections in common, passions in common, work history, education history, there's so much you can find on people thanks to the internet that if you're not using it in your opening of your sales call, it's not a perfect sales call. The second step is what I call the perfect first minute because just quick,
0: yep, quickly, yep. Chris, with um, the, just the acronym, the PC ah oh, perfect. No, what is the PCS?
1: That is pre call stock.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. Step one, yeah. pre call stalk. Very cool.
1: Yeah. It's almost like step zero, right? Because yeah. Now, thanks to Charlie and thanks to a lot of CRMs, you know, when they send you the lead, you've got that data in the lead alert. But if you've got a meeting at two o'clock, you know, from one fifty to two o'clock, you should be doing your pre-call stalk. You should be gathering that intel before you actually hit the phone. And then P sixty is the perfect first minute. How do you have a perfect first sixty seconds with a lead when your goal is to get them to buy from you? You know, I'm in sales. I'm not in HR. <laughs> yeah. There's some other people at HR speaking. I'm not that. I'm in sales. I'm, got, I'm trying to get someone's credit card at the end of the call. You know how scared most people are to even talk on the phone to a client or a potential client, much less have enough confidence and swagger to get their credit or debit by the end of the call? So what you have to do is if you have a big goal of closing someone in one call, You have to gain control, GC, Mm. at the beginning of the call. And you have to set the tone that like, if I can set the tone at the first minute that I'm in charge on this call, that's going to help me a lot. at still being in charge at the end. Like I want to get out to a good start on the call. So what, what we were taught to do in the boiler room is, let's say you're calling a lead. I'll just use curator of my company. Somebody inquires. And we, we call them. And what we would do is we would say, hey, you know, this, is, this is Chris calling from Curator. I see that you work at Remax. You guys crush it. You're thinking about hiring our company. Can you please grab a pen and paper? I'm going to share some information about our company that isn't on the internet. Please let me know when you're ready. And by me telling you to go grab a pen and paper and you actually getting up, going and getting it, getting it, coming back. Who do you think is in charge of this relationship, my friend? I just told you what to do and you did it. So I'm starting out as kind of the alpha, if you will, right? I'm starting out subconsciously, maybe psychologically, maybe not so specifically, but I'm in charge. Now, the other thing this does, if you think a couple charts back where there's a lot of leads that are not as interested as we'd like them to be compared to how many sales there are to make. Because we're very early in the call, if somebody stops and grabs a pen and paper, they're serious. If you're not serious about buying something and somebody says, go grab a pen and paper, I want to give you some information about what I sell, you wouldn't go do it. You'd be like, no, why are you calling me, right? But if you're like, sure, one second. As soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, crap, this is legit, right? Because again, I have to call sometimes 50 leads before I get a good one hundred leads. So that them getting the pen and paper to write down the information is the the cue that A they're qualified and B you're in control. And if you can't think of anything else to tell them to write down, people they need every tip, I have to say. They don't even know what do I tell them to write down? Well, number one, don't put all the information about what you do on the internet. That's pretty much like important. Cause then you have some stuff that's better when you do your pitch. But, like, number two, even if you just say, I want to start by giving you my personal contact info. My name's Chris Smith. Here's my email. Here's my phone number in case we get disconnected. Even if you just do that and then move on. They got the pen and paper. The other thing there is ARP, A-R-P. And and what this is is this is is a, a technique to get around the brick wall people put up. People always put up a brick wall statement. If you call a company or a company calls you and they want to sell you something, people just immediately put their hands up and and put a shield up. So when I would call people from Quicken Loans and try to sell them a mortgage, they would just say, "Well, I I don't want to talk. I just want to know what the rates are." If I try to, you know, when we call leads at Curator, I'm a little bit busy right now, but can you just tell me how much it costs? When I would call any lead, you know, they they have a brick wall. You call a real estate lead, hey. I'm following up, da-da-da. Oh, I I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to know if the home's still for sale. Like people are going to give you a brick wall statement in sales. And your job is to acknowledge, respond, and pivot. ARP, acknowledge what they say, respond to what they say, and then pivot back to what you want to talk about. So as an example, if somebody says, well, I just want to know how much curator costs. The first step when you get a brick wall statement like that is you actually have to say back to them what they said. That's the acknowledge. You have to acknowledge and say, oh, you just want to know how much curator costs? Great question. But because remember, we're on the phone. We're not looking at each other. And so when you're not looking at someone and you just go right to the response, it gets a little rocky. But if you just say, oh, you just want to know what the interest rates are? Great question. Oh, you want to know if the home's still for sale? No problem. I'll pull that up for you. Oh, you want to know how much curator costs? Great question. I'll let you know. Acknowledge what they said. And then you're going to respond, but you're not going to respond with the specific they want. You're not going to respond and say the interest rates are 6.2. You're not going to respond and say curator costs this much. You're not going to respond and say, yes, the home is listed. Goodbye. Right? Because that's not a conversation. And I'm not an order taker. You know what I mean? That's not my job is to tell you the interest rates. You can Google that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's not what I'm helping you with. So acknowledge the brick wall statement, then respond. And as an example, I would say "Curators definitely not inexpensive. It's definitely not for everyone. Are you actually an agent who works alone or are you a team? See what I'm saying? So I, I responded, I said, it's not inexpensive, which is you know, saying it's a little pricey and it's admittedly not for everyone, but like, do you work alone or are you on a team? That's called a pivot. See what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get away from that thing he wants to talk about. Oh, you want to know what the interest rates are? Great question. They're actually the lowest they've ever been in the history of interest rates. Are you selling your home or did you just want to lower your payment on your current mortgage? Is that why you called? Like I'm, I'm pivoting, you know what I mean? So you acknowledge the brick wall, you respond to the brick wall, and then you pivot away from the brick wall. And then that leads into a couple modules. One is called the digging deep technique. One is one plus one equals trust, how to build trust over the phone. I'm not going to cover each of these, but I want to cover the last module there that's in red because that's actually how you pitch. I, I've met so many salespeople that don't know how to pitch. They're good networkers and they're decent marketers and, 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 and they're good people people. But when it comes time to like pitch and close over the phone, they're terrible. And the reason is if you look where it says F plus B plus T equals C, that is a sales technique called feature benefit tie down. And when you pitch using feature benefit tie down, that is closing. You would never want to pitch where you just say feature, 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 will you buy, right? If you say, here's one feature of working with me, here's the benefit of that feature to you, do you agree there's a benefit? Yes. Okay, great. Here's another feature of working with me, here's the benefit of that feature. Is that interesting to you? Okay, see what I'm saying? You just build, and that's always be closing. You know what I'm saying? You can't close once at the end. And that's a huge mistake salespeople make. So if I was going to say, like, one of the features of working with Curator is that everything we do is amazing on mobile. The benefit of that is that more people are looking at mobile for ads, websites, emails than desktop. Do you find yourself actually looking at your phone as often as your computer these days? Yes. That's called a tie down. See what I'm saying? It's feature benefit tie down. And you want to come up with four to six of those. What are the four to six best features? And most people know their features. That's the thing. But they don't ever think about the benefit or the tie down. like a lot of real estate agents would talk about the company they work for. Hey, I work for Remax. Nobody sells more real estate than Remax. That's something that they all have been basically conditioned to say because that's what the corporate messaging says and that's true, so that's what they say. But what's the benefit to me as as the guy selling his house that you guys do that? You know what I mean? The benefit to me is that you're not part time you do this every day all day and you're not going to get me sued and you're not going to get me less money than i'm i'm deserved because you're an expert you know what i mean that's the benefit to me and then the tie down would be like you don't want to work with a part-time realtor right (laughs) and then the person would be like right no i don't see see how different that is than like we have a mobile app we have remax we do pro photography we have great this want to work with us that's not a real sales pitch so fbt 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 and then steps nine through 11 are just the finish the the transitioning closing statement because so many people even when they do a good sales pitch and they know it's time to end it they get caught up at the end they get nervous they start stuttering did you want to use a visa or a mastercard you know what i mean like they get nervous, like they become a lamb instead of a lion. My sales coach said that lions don't ask lambs for food. And when you're closing, you need to remember that. You, you don't get to the end of a sales pitch and say, so what do you think? <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't say, so do you want to buy? Like if you ask a question where the answer could be no, you're doing it wrong. So what you do instead is when you get to the end of your third or fourth FBT, you use a transition statement where you say, okay, great. Well, here's what happens next, H-W-H-N. Here's what happens next. And you start foreshadowing the next steps as if they're buying. Like like, a lot of you may have heard of assuming the sale. That's what this is. And say, okay, well, here's what happens next since you agree with all those FBTs. I'm gonna get a photographer to take pictures of your home. I'm gonna look up all the comps. I'm gonna get the lawn sign ordered. Like you just start foreshadowing the next steps. But while you do that, number 10, you use a trial close. And as you're foreshadowing those next steps, you would say, hey, by the way, when the photographer takes those pictures of your property, is it better for you if that happens during the week or on the weekend? Is it better if you do that during the day or in the early evening, right? And that trial close is, the, is your first attempt to close because if they say, well, the weekend would be better for the pictures, that means they're done. They bought. You're asking them a question about the process, not about yes or no, will you work with me? And if they say, yeah, the weekend would be better for that, then I go to what's called the slot close, which is just two last choices. Okay, great. It'd be better on the weekend. Perfect. Can I come over tomorrow at two or four to verify the condition of your home? When we close someone, a curator will say, okay, great. Well, sounds like you love our websites and you love our Facebook ads and you love our email marketing and you love our lead conversion stuff. So what happens next is we're going to build this out for you. It takes us three to five weeks. Our team of experts is going to absolutely blow you away with the the experience you're going to go through. And then we're going to do coaching. Would you prefer to do your coaching on a Tuesday or a Thursday? And then if they they say, oh, well, Thursday. Okay, great. Would you prefer to use a credit or debit card for the first payment? You know what I mean? That's a like Mm. It's still a choice. Business or personal, Visa or MasterCard. And that's how you actually walk someone through. That's how you help someone buy. You don't sell them. That's how you're you actually doing the lead and the person justice by being so meticulous, by having steps, by having steps that are the same every time, by asking the right questions every time. The last step I'll I'll share with you, the the green one there, is the five yes technique, And, and I'll wrap up with this. And the five yes technique is simply before you close, which I'm about to do, You just get people to say yes. So like you would say, hey, earlier when we talked, you said this, right? Yeah, yeah. And when I asked you about this, you mentioned this, right? Yeah, yeah. And as far as your goals with this, it was this, right? Yeah, yeah, You "You just get them saying yes. Okay, great. Here's the pitch. So you get five yeses in a row before you pitch. And as an example, if people are listening, I would say, hey, did you enjoy the call today? (laughs) They're in their head. I'll do. yeah. Did you learn some stuff about sales that you didn't know? Yeah. Did you like that app I showed you that stalks people? Yeah. Yeah. Do do you want to buy my book? (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? It's like a psychological thing. You get people saying, yeah, and they just keep saying, yeah. And that's the five yes technique. But my name is Chris Smith. My company is Curator. I've been blessed to get to speak all over the world. This is me in front of almost 5,000 people at a conference here in the U.S., Tom Ferry, Success Summit. My co-founder and I, Jimmy Mackin. We've been to Paris. We've done our podcast, The Water Cooler. We have over 110 episodes on YouTube and iTunes for free. We've tackled every major topic on marketing, technology, and sales. We drink beer and we curse. Full disclaimer. I've had a chance to speak alongside people like Mr. Wonderful from the Shark Tank, You know who was the main speaker. I was kind of the backup speaker. And this is me in Times Square when Zillow went public. I was a part of ringing the closing bell on the NASDAQ. That is not Photoshop. You know, that was me getting a cool chance. And it's really because of systems. It's because of scripts. It's because of SOPs. It's because I don't work with the SOBs and I implement SOPs. So if you do purchase my book, I wanted to make an offer for the people that are a part of this summit. You can buy the conversion code right now on Audible or Amazon. You can get the hard copy, the ebook, or the audio book. I read the book myself. It is a USA Today bestseller. It's been featured in Forbes, Fortune, Inc. But if you buy the book right now, I want you to email your receipt to my brother. His email is Steve at curator.com. And normally we sell coaching and scripts and templates and we have a course that we sell. But if you email your receipt for just buying the ebook or buying the audiobook or the other, the hard copy, we will send you our inside sales scripts for free. I showed it a couple slides back, but it's a two-sided script. It's got every step in the perfect sales call. And, and we will literally reply back to your email with your receipt proving that you bought my book and we'll give you those scripts as a bonus. My company is Curator. We actually do literally, I, I didn't build this because I'm speaking at a systems summit, but we literally sell a system because we don't think people should buy a website. We don't think people should buy a landing page. We don't think people should buy A database we don't think people should buy an email tool like you've got to approach your business as a system and so whether it's the systems that that your company sells Dave or that the other speakers company sell systems are critical and that's what leads to growth you need good tools good people good integrations good help and that's how you grow your business no shortcut to growing your business so My book is very inexpensive. Working with my company where we run your Facebook ads, we build your website, we do your email marketing is not inexpensive. And so you can go to curator.com to learn more about that. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. I hope everybody learned a lot.
0: You've just been listening to the System Hub podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.